Welcome to As the Garden Grows, a podcast about a small cannabis company and our journey in growing wellness. Hello, welcome to an episode of As the Garden Grows. Good morning. Hello, Ryan. Hello. How are you? You know, I'm great. Yeah? Yeah, having a good day. I love Just woke it. up on the right side of the bed. Oh, that's you beautiful. Know? That's and the best. You? you know, I'm having a great day, too. You know, I have to say, I love your hair like this. Oh, thanks. It's not you. a visual medium, but for everyone, um, it's in a nice bun today. It's very cute. <laughs> Thank you kindly. Um, yeah, no, I'm feeling good, feeling great. I love it. Yeah. We've both been, you know, scouring the news because we sure have. we've got some pot topics. Pot topics. Yay! Hot topics. So the title of the article from the Boston Globe is Cannabis Control Commission Flexes New Muscle on Beacon Hill. Hmm. And the bi- the little mini tagline is the marijuana agency. We know we hate that word. The ca- we'll call it the cannabis. The cannabis agency is urging state legislators to update stagnant cannabis laws. Mm. Couldn't agree more. Wow. As we'll talk about later, it's Sagittarius season. One of my favorite Sagittarius is Sonia Morgan once went into a party and she said, okay, party's getting stagnant. Then she (laughs) ran out. And the party on the cannabis laws in this state have been stagnant for quite some time. I would agree. Um, the, so what they were doing is, so this article is so great. It says they recently vo- the CCT recently voted unanimously to launch its first ever coordinated lobbying blitz on Beacon Hill in support of a proposed bill of proposed bills, uh, multiple, that would award low interest loans or grants to disenfranchise entrepreneurs trying to open licensed marijuana businesses. So they go on to say the commissioner, um, Ava Concepcion, mm-hmm. says our equity applicants are being left behind. It's time for the legislature to address the reality. Otherwise, the promises of equity and inclusion ingrained in our state's cannabis laws will never be realized. Mm-hmm. So it's so great to have someone, first of all, at the helm being like, guys, this isn't happening. It's you know what happening. I mean? The promises we're making are not being held up. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. As of earlier this month, 16... Of the 194 licensed companies in this state, our equity, 16. <laughs> pretty upsetting. I've, and pretty far from the numbers that were pledged. Can I say something? Go on. It's actually higher than I thought it was. Really? Isn't that so sad? It's really sad. I thought it was only eight. It's probably because it's like all types of licenses. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so, the stuff you weren't thinking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the del- random maybe, ones, deliveries maybe deliveries are coming yeah. through. Wow. So... 16 out of, you know, close to 200. Yeah. Definitely not the percentage we're looking for. Yeah. Um, definitely not the percentage of arrests. You know, <laughs> definitely doesn't match up there. Yeah, we're definitely not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, then it goes on to say that basically the bills that they're supporting, ultimately, they're trying to get a system where we c- they can approve a loan or grant fund that is filled by both state recreational tax revenue and private donations from larger cannabis firms. So mm. basically like a pool of money that equity applicants could get loans from, mm-hmm. which, you know. Would have changed our game. Would have changed our life. I was Still just could change say, our life. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, you know, as equity applicants going through this process right now, and, you know, obviously you guys who are listening know that we've done our main fest and, you know, we're still kicking there, but doing great work there. And also we raise money. Thank you. We love you. Yes. <laughs> and also, like, we raised money from our family and friends prior. We know that we've still gotten through with the least amount of money that anybody really has up until this point. And, you know, like, I know we say it like this cool thing, like, yeah, we did that. But, like, 
yeah, we did that, and it's been a motherfucking struggle. We didn't want to do. That. Yeah, I would have like, rather that's not how people want to do. Things. Yeah, you and don't... it's an extraordinary circumstance that we were able to like do it. You know what I mean? And it's been taxing. It's this the the hardest part, the most stressful part of it all is when you just simply don't know where the money could even come from. Yeah, you don't even have options. You feel like. In my heart, like main vest, it kind of fell out of the sky because, and, and we talked about this before, like I had been saying like, we have to find a different way to raise money right now. And then all of a sudden it popped up, thank God. But like prior to, we were literally just sitting there like fucking twiddling our thumbs. Like how, like, how are we going to do this? Are we going to just literally start just doing magical spells where we're literally trying to make money up right. here? Like, right. I don't like, which we already do, by the way, yeah, <laughs> we're already out here way. doing that. <laughs> like... I, how can we do more? Like, I, I just, it was, it's, it's so insane. As and again, like we've talked about, like as cannabis business, we don't have any of the access to normal, like means of what That's small what businesses is. would start to do. It's like other entrepreneurs out there. Like I, I want to say like, I hope you don't listen to this podcast and get discouraged from being an entrepreneur. No, it's, it's easier if you have a different concept business that you want to start. Even, it actually kills me, like, I've been thinking about this so much. It, like, kills me that CBD companies can use weed, um, like, insignias in their marketing and in their branding, and we companies cannot. Yeah. Like, in Massachusetts, there are multiple brands. Actually, if you are a motherfucking dance studio and you want to open a thing, but it's, you want to put a weed leaf in your logo, you can. I can't. My logo can't have weed in it. It's just so weird. It's it's really silly and it's stupid. And there's just so many little things, you know what I mean? That, you know, I kind of got off track there, but like there's just so many little things that just make it harder because we're a cannabis business. And it's like, it's it's not just one thing. And that's what I can't stress enough. It's all these little things that kind of build up and build up and build up. And you're just like fucking banging your head against a wall. Yeah, because you're like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I, Oh, there's so many things. So, you know. And by the way, we've gotten to that place multiple times. <laughs> it's like, and again, if there was like the governing body felt like we could go to them for help, it would be a different situation. Yeah, if, if, even if it was like, okay, well, we can't go to a traditional bank, but at least we can go to this. Um, fun. Yeah, this fun. And, and we know we'll at least get covered on this there. Like, okay, cool. Like, just that's one less layer of stress for us to have to take on as we're also trying to build this business. And I just think like, I don't think there's any kind of job or anything you do in life that's not going to be like hard or kind of a fight or whatever. It's just like when you think about equity, you really have to look at like, is it a fair fight for everybody? And with this huge push of creating equity in the cannabis industry, it doesn't make sense that there are all of these regulations. Like we know that regulations deter from equity in every industry. Right. So definitely in this industry where like it's already been called out that there needs to be an even bigger push for it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And you can see it in every step of the process. You can see that the fact that you have to have um, an address to submit everything to get through the process. It's like... Right there. Right there. Right there to start. And then B, the process is an indeterminate amount of time. For us, the fast track program, it took over a year. So for people... Guys, don't even get me started on the timing. And you guys know everything. We're not here to just like complain about it. But just to illustrate that fact, like, yeah, we're talking about you need to have a year of rent. Like you, like that's inhibiting. Like you need to to just go through the state's own process. Like that's the other thing. Like it's like okay, 
just to be clear, like you set up these rules, right? Like you created these no parameters for like certain types of people to get through them. So you know that first of all, it doesn't seem like a coincidence. <laughs> As Nini sat in her closet and asked, is it a coincidence? I don't think it is. I don't think so either. No, I mean, we've always felt that they don't want us to get through. Right. That's always been kind of the sentiment, not just I and I Rose Garden, every single... 16. Well, no, I, you know I, I think mean? even every single cannabis company feels that way yeah, when they're going true. through this process. Yeah, that's I think true. every single cannabis company feels like... This is not set up for us to win. This is set up for us to fail. This is set up to take a long time to kind of, you know, make this a really harrowing process so that people don't want to go through it. And the truth is when these laws, rules, and regulations were set in place, that really is that the is mentality they that they were mm-hmm. written with. That's just the facts. Like the I don't care. Didn't yeah. Want to pass it. Exactly. They didn't want to. The government didn't want to. The people wanted this. Always remember that, especially in Massachusetts. The yeah. people forced this to happen the way that it did. So they're like, 100%. we'll make it as hard as possible, exactly. give the worst law just that, to pass they, it. And that's what they did. And now you have commissioners coming in, you know, like the commissioner that you named in the article. These commissioners are, these. this is the second round of commissioners now. These are yeah. the original commissioners, by the way. So, and, and by the way, not all the original commissioners were assholes. They were, there were a lot of people yeah. who really were advocating for, you know, pe- people like us. Yeah, exactly. For sure. But this new wave of commissioners, they're even more like, wait, are we here to get a job done or are- And they can reflect on the data. They're like, hey guys, you know what I mean? It wasn't just promises to them. They're, it's not just plans. It's like, we've been doing this well, for X years and this is One thing is the about result. Massachusetts is that Massachusetts always likes to be a leader in everything that it does. Trying to be. That's, that's the Massachusetts mentality. You know, as someone who's born and raised here, grows up here, you know, I went to Boston Latin School. It's like, everything we do, we always want to be the leaders in education. You know, we have Harvard University here, the first university in the country, like the yeah. most prestigious university like it's not a coincidence that all those things are here we have the most prestigious hospitals like people come from Data all over research, the world yeah to, yeah to be in this area specifically to be elite in whatever they're doing whatever field they're in mm-hmm. and so massachusetts has this reputation of oh we want to be the best at these things but i have to say you have failed massachusetts you have failed at creating equity in the cannabis industry failed fucking horribly and there are people that are looking at us laughing making jokes of us thinking we'll never do it the way Massachusetts did it because they are not succeeding. What a beautiful way to end it because that's how the article ends. The article ends by (laughs) saying basically it's so embarrassing because we've been really eclipsed by places like Connecticut. I was just going to say Connecticut. Who came out Fucking Connecticut is looking better than us right now. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. It's pathetic that Oh my God! You know it, it's it's truly it's it's sad, especially as someone who's been born, raised, and educated here. I know we're better than this, and look what you've done. It's so you should be ashamed pu- of yourself. It's some real like Puritan shit. Oh, do you know what it is? Oh my like, God! It's like it's, like, it's, it's NIMBY. It's all you know? of it. It's all of it. It's not in my backyard. It's I don't want. The, we don't want that new money to come in here and and move shit around. Yeah. We don't want to shake shit up over here. It, it's exposing Massachusetts for what it really is, which is an extreme racist old school colonized place still to this day still to this day so all the progressive shit that happens here it's like it's just a bunch of smoke and fucking mirrors because we can't even get this right yeah 100 percent. and it's funny because usually like cities are the most progressive places right but when we think about boston properly even compared to the state's process the boston city process was insane too so it's like oh my god how much it's stupid and you know what i have to say like i do have to say we've gotten a lot more support in boston than we've gotten through the state like in terms of just like you know there's an awesome person working for the city who like is super supportive to all the equity applicants she's amazing her name's Aaliyah, and she does really really hard work and obviously we got a grant from the city which was super helpful like any mm-hmm. any amount of money is really 100%. really helpful 
really wish we could hit that fund up again and go back there because I know you guys are hoarding some tax money that you're not telling anybody about. But hey, 3%. <laughs> like, either way, I do appreciate the work that has happened through the city of Boston, you know, but I think that the fact that these cannabis commissioners are saying like, no, enough is enough. It's good because it's like, finally, people are at least saying like, no, this is my reputation too. Like as a politician, as an elected official, like I'm supposed to be doing work too. And I'm supposed to be keeping up on the things that I say that I'm going to do. And it is, it is your reputation on the line. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure in campaigning, a lot of the campaign was about, I'm going to actually get shit done and I'm going to actually turn this around. So, you know, it's like great that they're actually starting to do it. Well, you know, making they moves. Say, they're saying they are. They're I'll, lobbying I'll believe it when it. I see it. I'll yeah. believe it when I see it because, look, we've gone through this shit firsthand. You can't tell me one thing about well, this. Well, we know we have to change the laws. So at least also they're taking that approach. They're like, specifically, we know we have to start by actually changing the yeah. written and laws. And it is the written laws it's that needs to change. I've got, I can't make that clear enough. Like, oh, I can't advocate for that hard enough. Like, the written laws are not written with equity in mind. So those laws have to go, they, they have to be completely eliminated and Rewritten. Also, just in terms of efficiency, like they should probably retool the process in general because they're not getting through the numbers they want to get through. They're not making the commitments they want to make because the process itself is so fuck takes forever. The scheduling, the components that you know what I mean. Guys, like they need to refine. That we are in an expedited review process with yeah, we're the all agencies, and it's already taken us a year to get to this point, and we're not even open yet. So think about some of these other businesses that aren't in an expedited process. Some of them, it's taking two, three years to go through. I remember when we had our um, <clears throat> our hearing with the city of Boston, some people on there had submitted their first application in 2019. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, that's when they had submitted their application. And I, I know they're not equity applicants, but I still think business is business. This is America. Also, it's like you have a whole commission. So, like, how is it that we're churning out? Like, even just hearing like less than 200 businesses in general and it's been going on for how many years you know what i mean like that's not since 2018 the cannabis commission has been in place doesn't seem like it's matching up no it's something's not right especially not to the commitment definitely not definitely not no i think i think there's no secret that massachusetts has you know they failed at their mission of creating equity in this industry it's not an equitable industry right now also even in creating like a great industry. You know what I mean? Like compared yeah. to other cannabis markets, this is a joke. Like this, there's like two kinds of flour in some dispensaries. It makes it's not me a sad. good, they, they just, it, it, they, they wrote the laws in such a limiting way that they've made it so that the industry is, it's always going to be, you know, bland. Yeah. And that way it's a beautiful example of some fucked up, like lawmaking. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Like they did and a great job in getting their mission across. It also, I was just going to say, it just goes to show how, when there is an intention, like whatever your intention is when you're doing something, that's what's going to come out in the final product. Yes. And so their intention in doing this was, f- we we do not want cannabis here. We, the lawmakers, don't want it. The people wanted it, not the lawmakers. So they didn't want cannabis. So they, and that was the intention that they had when they went into it. And that is what clearly shows years later as people are trying to get licensed in this industry is that they don't want us here. And so one step further out, yeah, got to vote. We've all got to vote. Yeah, that's so that's true. why, and that's why, like the local elections really matter they because it's really like matter. those are the people that make the decisions that are affecting our community the most directly. And that's why community representation is so important. Mm-hmm. Like really choosing people who align with the community, who are from the community, who understand what the community wants, what the community needs. Because when you have people in place who are set to do this work, but they're not aligned with the community, they're not actually fighting for what the community wants. Again, this is what you get. Yeah. 
Well, for my, I actually have a few pot topics Here today. we go. I was going to take you on a little journey. Okay. It's not necessarily a cohesive journey, but it is one that we are going to go on. We should so, call this 420, 420. You know what I mean? Like 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. She's, she's got segments, y'all. <laughs> okay. So the first one that I have, it's an article on Inverse, and it, the title of the article is um, Indica Versativa, Why Cannabis Labels Are Meaningless. And I really, you know, appreciated this because... Cannabis labels are pretty much meaningless. They and, and they only get more meaningless, you know, every day and moment that we go on. And it's hard because <laughs> it's getting very philosophical well, as we the, go on. The thing is, I'm just trying to manage the expectations of the consumer community. You know what so I'm saying? True. Because I think as consumers, you go in and you have this expectation. First of all, the the most but like obvious one is the indica versativa, and that's yeah. really what a lot with the article focuses on is like the the cannabis labels of indica and sativa are complete bullshit. Like at this point, because unless you are getting weed from like specific regions of the world where it originated from, it's just there's just everything has been hybridized it's all hybrid, yeah. exactly. So that's what they're trying to explain. And what and what the article was saying was like the way the plant science of it works is that. You can't decide what the effects are going to be based on the terpenes. You can't decide based on even the the components, the THC and the CBD components of the plant. You cannot figure out if it's going to give you an energetic high or if it's going to give you a... It's about your body. It is. It's yeah. about your individual body. Sense. and Hi. Because your whole... Think about it. Your endocannabinoid system is like affected by the environment as well. So it's like your system is unique to you and the way that you're going to react is unique to you. So unless I had a whole report of your endocannabinoid system and like understood how the receptors in your body specifically worked... I I really can't tell you how oh God, this is going to hit you. Like I can give you an idea. I can tell you what the general consensus has been. But the other thing too is like so many strains, like when they're hi- when they start to be hybridized, like you might get just in your in your crop, you might have one plant that comes out and it smokes more like a sativa. It's more, it's giving you more energy. And then you might have same strain, same fucking strain, same everything, you know, was the same going into the plant, but the plant itself that creates just like us people is also 100% unique. Right. So the ne- plant right next to it, even though it's the same strain and it came from the same batch of seeds, it still is going to have different properties to it at the end of the day when that specific plant gets tested. So it's going to hit you different. 100%. Because also cannabis retailers are not going in and getting every single plant testing. They're batch testing. So... You're getting a general idea. Yeah, like you're just getting a general idea. And that's what I that's why I really like appreciated this article because it's like you guys as consumers have to understand when you go into the stores and you're like, well, you know, when you ask about indica and sativa and that's what you base your decisions on, I'm like, no, ask more questions, guys. Yeah. Like, or or let them ask you more questions about what you're trying to f- feel because it's going to be different for everyone. And it, the more information that you can provide to like the bud tender, or especially when you come into our store, you know, our concierges, the more the information that you provide, the more that they're going to be able to give you customized recommendations based on the individual plant and your individual experience with cannabis. Because it, these, you're taking like two totally unique things and then putting them together. So every single combination is unique. Yeah. I definitely, I always take the approach of like walking in and being like, so this is what I want to get out of it. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's like say the like, way I wanna, to go. I want to like be able to work with this or I want to use this on a hike or you know what I mean? Like that's the way to go. Totally. That's and the for way us, to go especially in. like when you're, when you come into yeah. our, 
shop, like definitely that's those are the questions we're going to be asking. Exactly. We're going to be like, so what are you trying to do? Like, are you, are you going out tonight? Like, are you just trying to stay in? Are you journaling? Is this for your meditations? Like, what is this, what is this going to be for? Because, you know, are you, are you feeling, are you stressed? Is it anxiety? Like I was going to say, we're going to ask you about your state too. Exactly. We're going to do this whole intake and try to figure out like, okay, what is going on with you so that we can make you customized recommendations? Because that is really the, 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 that's where I want to see cannabis go to. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like not necessarily like a doctor prescribing something, but more like making like, like skincare almost. Yeah. Like I wouldn't tell this two people the same exact recommendations on skincare. Right. You have to look at that person's skin and see, you have to know where they live, like what kind of work they do, like what, what their stress levels are like. Like that's how you make those types of recommendations. And I want cannabis to be the same thing. Totally. I don't want it to just be this, you know, like generic type thing where, which, which unfortunately the industry is so generic it's right to now. It's so bland. It, it really it's, wants it's to be as bland basic, as possible. Boring. And what I like about our model too is like, it's not just cannabis, it's other herbs too. So in terms of creating the concoction that is in your pre-roll like it's really we're going to be able to layer in a lot of different elements to make sure it's exactly what you want and it's all about not, education yep we we want people to learn and mm-hmm. understand because the more you know the better experience you're going to have when you take that you know like with you like 100%. whether it's an edible whether it's a joint you know whatever it is the more information you give us means the more information we can give you. And then you're going to have a better, more informed experience. And that's what we want. Like, look, I'm someone who smokes weed every day, constantly throughout the day. And you can judge me if you want, but I use cannabis intentionally. Right. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about my cannabis consumption. Cause I know that I'm always using my shit intentionally and for, and with purpose. Right. So as long as I'm doing that, I'm fine. I'm functioning. And that's why I'm about to open this business. Like, I can do that. And so can you. Anyone can. Because when you use cannabis intentionally for what it's for, it works like all the time. And by the way, it can do things like let us off the hook from realizing how horrible this process is. You know what I mean? I always say we would never have gotten through this without cannabis. No way. And I think, too, I love this article because something like I always say and something that I've just intuited about being with people when they are... um, partaking in cannabis is that it's what you bring into it that's so like, true 100 like what is your frame of mind like people who are like i always get anxious i'm like but are you anxious all the time babe mm-hmm. and they they are yeah. do you know what i mean like of course but i think too if you would try to flip that a little bit and be like i'm anxious all the time so maybe when i um partake in cannabis i could release some of that do you know what i mean if you went in with the mindset of being like this will help me release and i am anxious all the time and like then, that might help you a bit. Right. And like choosing specific times and yeah. spaces. And maybe use. types, like maybe an yeah. edible is better for you. Yep. Or maybe, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, exactly. And that's the kind of stuff we're so excited to talk about, like at appointments in the shop. Seriously. That's why it's so fun Ugh. to like really get to connect with people and see what you want. Because again, there's so many different ways to use the plant. So many ways. And so my next pot topic, it actually, it kind of flows into this because it's all about how the cannabis industry is branding itself. Okay. And it's about how, like, basically, it's just getting branded in this way right now. So the article kind of took you on a journey. The the title of the article was Branding Cannabis, Now's the Time to Get It Right. And the guy who wrote the article was basically talking about how, like, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when he was getting out in the cannabis industry out in the West, he was like, everyone out there was doing it because they really loved cannabis and because they wanted to bring the plant to people. And unfortunately, now, that's not the industry. Like, especially on the West Coast, but it's certainly creeping here on the... It's it's actually already that is how it is here on the East Coast. That's how it was, like, start modeled That's how it started here, yeah, Yeah, unfortunately, because... (laughs) You guys, it's so ugly, the people that came in right away, by the way. So many people who are the big owners in cannabis in Massachusetts, they're not even from here. So we'll get into that another time. But 
that's and the legislation allowed them in, but anyway, that's but another. That's topic. a whole other thing. So basically, it was saying how like, look, the cannabis industry isn't going to succeed if you guys are making it all about money because you're totally losing the purpose quality. of what it is. Yeah, and you're going to miss out on the quality, and then everyone's going to start getting like disenchanted with cannabis. Yeah, and it's going to become this class thing. It's going to become this whole thing about you know who's using it and where they're getting it, all this thing. And actually, it was funny because the the article specifically brought up Jay Z's company, Monogram, yeah. and it was like you can't just go out and do like these high class edits and just like showing people like lavishly smoking weed. I kind of I was like. Oh, but I do kind of like that, you know, because I, I totally buy into that. What was the point of why can't we? Because it's like, that's not the point. Cannabis is medicine. And why aren't you showcasing oh. how cannabis is medicine? I was like, oh, twist. Okay. I love it. That is a good I was like, because I can do that in a high end way. That's what we like. And, that, and that's us. Yeah. Like, that's who we are. Like, we came into this industry because we love cannabis. And like, Anybody who like came to my classes, especially back in 2017, you know that at that time it was all about education. All I was trying to do was like show you guys like these are the different types of weed. This is what we grow here. Like this is what I do. This is how you can use it. These are edibles. When when we used to do the class in the beginning, and I would give people edibles, I would always be like, okay, so this is what I, this is what happened when I took the edible. Like this is how I felt. Now yeah. this is how it might make you feel. And I would tell people like take this amount of time. Like you know, it was an edu- it was an education thing. Yeah. Like it was all about education and like really trying to just let people understand what they're putting into their bodies. And that was a lot what the article was talking about as well. The article was like, you should not be focusing on just making this high-end cannabis brand because you want money, 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 money. Like, how are you using this medicine to serve people who need medicine? You know what I'm saying? Because the the whole idea is that like, okay, you have something going on with you that's causing you some type of discomfort, disease, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it is. And like, you should be able to come in and get some type of relief through cannabis, but again, informed relief, not just like, oh, come get these like Willy Wonka gummies that are 500 milligrams. Look like Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> you know Don't what I mean? you want them? Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, that's what the, the article was definitely talking about. Like, whoa, we need to move away from that mess we need to move away from this like you know the luxury of it all is it's cool but it's it def- it, it takes away from the purpose of the plan and I, I saw that too and I was like you know I really appreciate that perspective because I think it's something that we can layer into our kind of marketing and and really try to respect because we've always been about respecting the plant and how important the plant is to us just like Ryan just said we would never have even been able to get through this process without it we love weed we love weed we and love we think of it as medicine like 100%. again I always say like you would never tell someone to stop taking their ADD medicine or yeah. their antidepressant like yeah. you, and you know you can think of it in the exact same way there's a reason I'm fucking friendly every yeah. day and it's not because I wake up friendly every day <laughs> but yeah so like really understanding and trying to respect the plant as a plant and as a medicine is something that I hope that we can really preserve through our branding and through our Agreed. through our brand itself because you know as you guys know we have such big plans for this brand we do want to be all over but we never ever ever want to lose like the quality of the experiences that we're providing of the product that we're selling you none of it like and that think- is who we are and I think it's important to note that distinction too. Like we, when we say luxury, we mean high quality. Yeah. Like it's not about like it's best in- ingredients. It's the nicest exactly. types of stuff that we can use to make sure that it's going to be preserved in the packaging and things like that. Like, and that's, that's not where our the luxury audience. comes in. Like we're not targeting a luxury audience. We're targeting mindful consumers, Period. people that are willing to spend the money there because they know of the benefits. We're not saying we're looking for. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're looking for anyone who's willing to spend because they know that's going to be such an investment in them. This is another it's way self-care. that we engage and we work with and educate our specific consumers, our customers, our clients, the people who come in, the people that we serve, our guests, because. 
and this has always been my thing. It's like, look, if you are willing to spend, you know, $75 on an eighth at a dispensary, you should be able to come into our store. I know everybody in our store can find something. Everybody who walks into our store will be able to find something at a price point that will work for them. But you can trust and believe that no matter what the price point is, it's going to be of the best ingredients, the best quality, because that's what we do. Yeah. So like, yeah, our and prices- you get a lot more out of it. You'll definitely get a lot more out of it. Our prices might be higher than you see at other places in general. And I know people have- you know, gone back and forth with me over the years, but it's like, look, I know what I put into these products. And especially when you sit there and you see the time, like when you understand and see all the stuff we're talking to you about, how specific we can get a beautiful little pre-roll mix mm-hmm. for you, how we can talk you through each of the edibles that we have this week and how they're different from mm-hmm. other ones. You know what I mean? Like that is going to be valuable and you're going to say, I'm totally willing to pay for that appointment. Yeah. That's what it is. So anyways, that that was another one. Let me see. I Isn't think- it funny how we can turn any topic into just an ad for our shop? <laughs> and that's and that's a testament to us. So the last one that I had is a Forbes article, and it said that um, the, the title of the article is 2022 will be the year of cons- consolidation and competition for cannabis, says an industry expert. And so this article was basically saying that the cannabis industry is going to have to start consolidating in 2022 because the market, it, it's just, it's too big. It's a, it's, it's a mess. The brands are all over the place, and they're going to need to start like really consolidating brands that, you know, big companies, companies that have more than one location, all of that. Like everybody's just going to have to really start consolidating. And I thought it was really interesting as we're like in a space where we're actually trying to like expand and grow and create more brands and create, you know, think about what our next concepts are going to be and things like that. But basically it was just saying like the reason why is because everything is the same in the market. There's not a lot of product differentiation in the market. This is why another reason why I'm just so excited about us because we're, we just, we have something that like really is not out there. And like, it's not just me saying that it's every single person that we talk to. They're like, when we tell them what we're about to do, they're like, yes, we need it. Especially the people at the dispensary. I was going to say every dispensary is like, oh my God, yes. They're like, we need it. They're like, that's what people are asking us for every day. They want cookies. They want brownies. They want food. And especially vegan stuff. Like that's a big thing that, that for like fresh stuff. I can't, fresh like, it's the weirdest thing to me that no one has put any, fr- you know what I mean? It's, it's just so speaks to the fact that they're not trying to, it's about making money. It's about making money. Because guess money. what? It's not economical. Right. That's what we were going to say. Like our way of doing it isn't necessarily like the cheapest way to get the most um, THC dosage into every single thing we do. We don't, we don't like, do it that way. It's not way. a math formula for us to make the most money. It's, it's not, really not. It's, it's about the product. It's really about like, it's about like wowing you guys, yeah. like putting something out there and you guys being like, wow. And again, the medicine of it all, it's to be effective. Like it's not about A, like knocking you on your ass just yeah. to show that we can yeah, get the most dissolute of whatever, whatever. shit. Yeah. In thing. You know what I mean? Like that's not what we're here to do. And B, it's also not to like that you don't feel anything that you take a gummy and you're like, was that a Flintstones vitamin? Do you know what I right. mean? Like for sure. Like we want consistency. Consistency across- and effect. Board, it's again yeah. for the medicine of it all. I it's love it. It's for that. the medicine. And I it's like obviously we know that our our brand and our concepts are so good we're gonna make money. Like we don't have to worry about that part. But and obviously we'll, you guys know too because you're investors. Hey. But what it is for us is like nah, we just wanna come up with dope products that people are gonna be like, oh shit, like this yes. is happening at I and I Rose Garden and only at I and I Rose Garden. And even when people come out and they start copying our shit because we know they're gonna, they kind of already do. But like 
we know that you guys are going to know like where this originated from. And, and me, by the way, enough. we'll be on to the next thing. Yeah, so exactly. For me, that's fine. Up. I'll never care. Yeah. Exactly. I'm always going to be on to the next 100%. thing. 100%. That's what I love about our business, what I love about our brand. And like, yeah, I just found it really interesting that, you know, a lot of people in the industry, they're getting scared because the shit is just not diverse. And by the way, that's also what happens when you don't create to actual diversity in an yeah. industry. <laughs> it becomes not a coincidence. pretty fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why diversity is important on all fronts. Like you have to have a diverse team you have to have diverse people like creating the product lines and things like that you also have to be connected with the consumers and that is another place where we kill it we kill our consumer connection because first of all this podcast we know we got you guys we we see the validation through our main vest through like our ig you guys are always like also we're consumers that's a big part missing from a lot of the people that's true we use our own products yeah like and find value in them. And, and love not them. Just like, and want them. Yeah, and want them for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, for ourselves. And to give to people in our lives. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, this whole, my all of my pot topics were really just, like, a marketing Undercover. point for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. And honestly, I didn't put you up to it, so thank you. Um, <laughs> now, shall we shift into talking about the reason for the season? Sagittarius yes, Sagittarius. Sagittarii. Is that the Is that pearl? It? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> The time of the Sagittarius <laughs> is among us. Some so strengths. We're okay, enthusiasm. we're getting right into it. We're getting right into it. Oh, okay. It. <laughs> so we're not wasting a minute. We talked for 30 minutes on the pod topic. Like a Sagittarius, I'm fiery. I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay. Enthusiastic, well, adventuresome, and honest. Mm-hmm. Honest. Whoa. Whoa. Sometimes heartfully honest. I would say that Sagittarius and honesty are like... Like, honesty is a toxic trait of Sagittarius. I was going to say, like, a weapon. <laughs> yeah, a exactly. A weapon to wield. Because let me tell you something about Sagittarius. And I hate that we are starting on the negative. Well, yeah, I well, guess you started a with a couple of... <laughs> it, it, was tra- it started as a strength. But here we go. But here we go. <laughs> only, no. only we would be like, honesty, is it good? <laughs> I don't know. No, because let me tell you about what Sagittarius do. With information. So, <laughs> <laughs> they are masters of <laughs> gathering of information okay and like the mantra for Sagittarius would be like I understand because they they definitely think that they they really know everything and the reason why the reason being is because like I said they are master gatherers of information they know how to find it they know how to study it now what they do with the information this is what differentiates Sagittarius from their opposing sign of Gemini, for example, also masters of gathering information, but in a different way. Sagittarius, what they do with the information is they find a way to use it against you. (laughs) They weaponize information. And that is just, that is the Sagittarius way. Like, come at me if you want. I I said what I said. I know it to be true. Um, That is the Sagittarius way. They weaponize information. And that's what's so unfortunate about Sagittarius because they are intelligent. They are so wise. They actually do have and hold so much information. Their their brains are able to expand and, and like hold knowledge in a way that just many other signs cannot. Yeah. I mean, they simply can't. They can just retain information. So it's so unfortunate when they weaponize the information. But they do have, oh my God, they're philosophers, they're teachers, they're, they're, Sagittarius are, Sagittarius rules higher education. Yeah. I mean, they are the educators of society. They are the ones who are passing the information forward. The, the important information, the secrets, you know? Yeah. That's what they do. Definitely. Definitely. Um, one of my books said, like, independence and free spirit energy to the max. Oh like God. the archer. It's all about it's flying all about the high archer. and free yep. with no limits or Half man, half horse, you know. And that's kind of like Gemini, too. Like, that whole, like, 
just like flying high and no destination. Like you can see that. There's a lot of similarities between Sagittarius and Gemini. Like of all the pairings, they kind of blend into each other. And and it's just the little nuances of them that kind of give them the differences that they have. Um, Like, you know, Geminis just tend to be more, more, um, curious. Yeah. Playfully curious where Sagittarius are more intentionally curious. Yeah, exactly. Yep. A hundred percent, Ryan. Um, and, and, you know, they're explorers, Sagittarius. They, they really do. They like to go and, and, and look for the information and truth seekers. They, they are. They're a hundred percent. That is the way to describe Sagittarius. They are truth seekers. They, they always want to know. They always want to go deeper and find out, yeah. well, why did it happen like that? You know what I mean? Like they, they want to know all the little intricacies of information. They don't care for just like the big grandiose part of it. They want to know like the little, the yeah, like the yeah. things that the, the joints of it, you know yeah. what I mean? The things that hold things together. Definitely. That's Sagittarius. Sagittarius. You know, in a, in a, a good Sagittarius, like Sagittarius energy, because of course they're ruled by Jupiter. So like they're, they're highly optimistic people. I, I mean, a, 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 um, a, uh, you know, well, well-informed, a, a well-rounded um, Sagittarius, very yeah, optimistic. Yeah, like glass half full. Yeah. Gla- definitely. Always joyful, kind of. Positive. En- like you said, yeah. Beat. Enthusiastic. They're excited. They're fun. Yeah, they're fun. No, they're really fun. Fun. Like, like, a, like, like that's your party friend. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, there's so, we have so many great reality TV Sagittarius. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're fun it's and to- Like, super fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a fire sign. Yeah. So, they definitely are. And, and like I said, ruled by Jupiter. So, like, they've got a lot of, like things about them that make them like you know they're they're definitely like firecrackery like yeah. they 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 can like snap a little bit oh <laughs> Pop off energy but to the max. It's a it's a mutable sign though. Remember yeah. that. So so they're steamy too. Like it's it's like the steam. I I, I heard one um, astrologist describe it as like the steam around the pot. Ooh, like the steam okay. that just kind of sits around the pot. Yeah, like they, they kind of sit and fester there. Yeah, and that's where a lot of the the heat comes. I from. like that image too because one of my books said like they're much more scattered than the other fire signs. Mm. Like and so it's like you get bursts of that energy, but they can't. They have a harder time focusing it. And that's obviously true. Yeah. I mean, because you've got Aries, right? And Aries is like, me, 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 me. I know what I want. Like, you, I got I got to know I'm what doing I doing my thing. In order to do my thing, I got to get my shit in order, right? Yeah. And then you've got Leo, which is like, I need to be seen. So in order to do that, it's like, if I'm going to be seen, of course I'm going to have my shit in order. Or at least I'm pretending I have my shit yeah, in order. it's going to look like it. But Sagittarius, they don't really have those needs, those desires, those wishes. Like... Sagittarius relies on their knowledge to be seen. They they want to be seen for their information and yeah. how they pass on information that it, which is very different from the fire signs. Like mm-hmm. they they're very different in that way, like wanting to be seen for what they know. They're also I think much more like willing to get involved in like a group dynamic. Totally. You know what I mean? like, the like the areas oh, of the yeah. are like I'm doing my thing whatever. They don't need to be center of attention. Like, yeah. They just naturally will be. Yeah. Because they'll pull it. yeah, they'll just pull they because they know so much. So of course they're they're going to pull your attention. 100%. Mm-hmm. Another thing I liked reading about of the Jupiter of it all is that they feel so lucky because of that Jupiter influence, but then oftentimes like sometimes they aren't. And, like that's like <laughs> such a hard lesson when a Sagittarius like finds well, himself in like an unlucky moment they're like whoa this isn't it supposed feel, to yeah to they're like how could this yeah. be and well, also because they're like i knew everything yeah. like they're like they give me like king the conqueror vibes or it's like well i already know what's gonna happen next yep, do you know exactly. what i mean he must be a sagittarius but king not the other one not the person who plays him. <laughs> um but the the thing about sagittarius is, is that i think is kind of like funny and and this 
I mean, to me, it just says everything. It's like, nope, no, no planet is exalted in Sagittarius. No, no planet is at its fall in Sagittarius. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> so, yes, you know, you guys got Jupiter. <laughs> and, and thank God. And, you know, thank God for that. <laughs> but... You know, it's hard to feel good in Sagittarius. Like it's 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 not a lot. Yeah. Let's just say, like, there's not a lot of things going on that make Sagittarius like this desirable place to be. Like in terms of where it is in the sky and like whatever. It's like, but they have that Jupiter thing, and I, I'm glad that they hold they on got, to that. Yeah, yeah, and you got that. You know what I and mean? That's like, for them. well, Pisces do it, whatever. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> they don't even get anything for themselves. <laughs> but honestly, they do because like they are like the the wisdom holders. They're like I said, like. Sagittarius rules higher learning, higher education. Yeah. And so it's like they're they're known in our society as the philosophers. And, you know, philosophers are important in society. 100%. Like that's an important pillar and role to have. Definitely. You know what I mean? Now, along those lines, what is, um, you know, definitely challenging um, is uh, their communication style, the bluntness <laughs> of it all. And again, this is something that we love in our reality TV Sagittarius. Well, Mercury is in its detriment in Sagittarius. Because, yeah. so. you know, it rules Gemini. So in, in Sagittarius, it's in its detriment. And I think that says it all, right? Totally. Like, you know... Um, yeah, Mercury just has a really fucking hard time there. One of my books is like, you always know what a Sagittarius thinks, and but then they're also like unable to understand why people get offended. And I was like, that's definitely also partially like a fire sign thing because... You know, we all kind of, I feel like, have that thing of because, like, oh, man, what's offensive to you? Because Sagittarius, they don't get curious about things. Yeah. Like, it, like where Geminis are curious, Sagittarius are like, they're, they're like almost like Virgos in that way. They're like, no, just give me the hard facts. What are the details? Yeah. They don't, they're not curious about like, oh, like, and how did it feel? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, no, but what was it? <laughs> I And that, like, bluntness. Like, I do kind of love that. Like, one time, our my friend Dorinda was asked how she's doing, and she just screamed in Candace Bushnell's face, not well, bitch. <laughs> that <is laughs> and that's so such Sagittarius. Sagittarius energy. Like, I'm it's just not, not really me. doing well, bitch. I'm going to be honest. It's not for me. <laughs> I think me. I'd, be, I'd be pretty scared in real life. I don't think I have, like, any Sagittarius friends. Do you? Like, close friends? Not, like, Sagittarius sons, but I do have some Sagittarius moon friends. Placements. Well, first of all, Jaylee and Sarah both have Sag moons. Oh, wow. So, like, I do really well with women with Sag moons. Okay. Like, I can get along really well with that energy. Men with Sag moons, not, not so much. Either. And Sagittarius men in general, I cannot get along with. Yeah. I have a really hard time. At first, we can be friends because, like, we'll like to, like, go at it a little, but then undoubtedly they will take it one step too far, and that will just be it for yeah. me and them, for sure. <laughs> it just doesn't and work out not. for me. It's just... Yeah, and actually, I think um, Io Bossy Bruja, she's a Sagittarius. So. Oh yeah, okay. And she's I can a Leo see that moon. for sure. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I think yeah. she's a Scorpio rising. Wow. If I know, if I remember her astrology correctly, so she's there's a lot the of coolest. intensity there. Yeah. Definitely very cool. Yeah, you know, Sagittarius, like, it's it's such a it's such an interesting sign. It's it's one of the signs that I struggle the most with personally, okay. just in terms of when the moon is in Sagittarius. Those are usually my worst days out of the month. Mm. Um, like. I don't know what it is about Sagittarius energy and when the moon gets into Sag, like I just Sag and Capricorn, but I'm, I'm getting better in Capricorn. So, and I'm noticing that I still really struggle with that Sag, those Sag moon days. Like I think you they're get moody. 
moody. I think they're just a little too scattered for me. Mm. I can't feel grounded. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I, you know, I, I have earth, I have fire and, and you would think that I could sit there, but I think it's the steaminess of Sag. Yeah. It, it's like, it's a little too like suspended for me. Yeah. Like I need to either be like up or down, you know what I mean? Like totally. one or the other, like, am I grounded? Am I lifted? Like, where am I? You yeah. know? And so in, in, when the moon is there, I don't, I don't do great. Mm. So it definitely, it's out of all the signs, I would say it's probably the hardest one for me. Definitely. Um, Some major challenges, outspoken, overly optimistic and irresponsible. And like preachy. Oh, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I would definitely say they're like preachy and they're know-it-all-y like, oh, I know everything. Oh, that makes sense. Like dogmatic in a way, because they're, they're super like into like religion and yeah. You know, all of that. So they can like really come at you with like something like that. Like I could see a Sag being like. <laughs> now something hilarious mm-hmm. in one of my books, and I just pulled a direct quote. They're also associated with the centaur, half horse and half man, yeah, suggesting both a love of wild nature and a world of philosophic contemplation. <laughs> that, wow. is, that is Lots the representation. <laughs> the centaur, the half horse, half man. Um... You know what's funny? In my rulerships book, one of the things that Sag rules is non-monogamy. Oh, wow. Like, they're, like, they're not people that I think should, like, necessarily, like, get married it or... Work out. I've never seen it work out for them. Yeah, like, I, I don't think... <laughs> not on TV, anyway. <laughs> I, I think that they need... It's hard for them to make commitments. They're non-committal. Sagittarius don't like to commit to too many things because, like, in that way, like we were describing earlier, of, like, that version of, like, well, I already know what's going to happen. It's like, well, no, I don't want to commit because, yeah. like, I, that might not go that way. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they don't they don't want to say it because once they commit, it's like, that's, that's them putting their stamp of, well, I know this is how it's going to go. And they don't want to do that so easy, you yeah. know? For, for people that are so informative and have all this information, they're, they really cannot make a commitment to something, you know, easily at all. Totally. It is a hard thing to get a Sag to commit to something. And so... You know, for that reason, they're they're not people who should necessarily be like focused on getting married in their life. Or if you do get married, expect that you'll probably get married a few times. <laughs> hey, what's you ma- it's 2021? You know me. <laughs> I love the idea of multiple marriages for people. I think it's very classy. When you say my first husband, something like that, that's very classy. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think the thing is that that can be dangerous and like how you see how you end up seeing Sages in um like marriages and stuff like that is like the the issue is that like when they get an idea in their head and they form an opinion around it, it can be pretty hard to break that opinion. Yeah, that's so true. So if you are a Sag, for example, Sag Sun, Sag Moon, Sag Rising, and you are married, you might have been really conditioned by society to think like, this is what I'm supposed to do in my life. And then you might be in your marriage one day and realize, like, what am I doing? Yeah, like, this I've is not for out. me. Like, yeah. I want to get out. Or, like, I'm not, I'm not myself I'm not here. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> and that's where, like, their, I think, like, shadow work comes in is that they often have to let go of their opinions that they formulated around things mm. because it's, like, it's and so hard. They're so, Sag is very stubborn in that way. They're stubborn with information. Like, where Taurus is, like, stubborn with, like, their actions, Sag is stubborn with information. Like, they will, once they decide something that it is that way, it's like, oh, nope, that's that's how oh it is. God. Like, I, I read it that way, and so it must be true. It's like... Well, bitch, it's 2021. Yeah. Like, there's other sources of information. As like, Wendy Williams says, we're women, we're changing our minds. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would love for Sag to change their minds. 
Um, no, but they do eventually. They do eventually. They come around to it because remember, they're philosophers. They're they're, they're always they're truth seekers. They want the information, so they they can be like a, an embodied sag can admit like, oh, um, this ain't right. Yeah, I gotta get 100%. out, or I got I gotta do it different. Because I gotta it's switch another up. you know form of knowledge. It's like yeah. oh, now I know. I think it's cool to talk about, like, in your chart, too. Like, so where you have Sag in your chart, it's mm. where you seek knowledge and do things in a big way. Yeah. So mine is in the second house. Oh, that's your money assets. Yeah. Well, you know what's very disturbing about this, though? First of all, true. Especially possessions. Mm. Possessions. Big about possessions. But um, it said matters in this house are often in flux. Mm, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have that. And like with Sag there, it's like, that's a lot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love that. <laughs> I don't love that for you either. <laughs> for me. So that's Sag something for me to work is on. Where is my ninth chart? house. Okay. So which it rules the ninth house. Oh, nice. So, um, it so it's it does feel good there. It's definitely doing its job there. Um, and yeah, ninth house is all about philosophy and higher education. And Oh, okay. And you know what? That's okay for that. I think that kind of makes sense. You know, if, I don't know if people know this, but I have a master's degree. And I still kind of wonder like why I did that. <laughs> and, that and I think that was like a very sad move in my life oh, like well. like society <laughs> told me that i needed all of this fucking education and i did it because society told me and then eventually i came around and said what the fuck was i thinking? i love that some mornings you wake up and you're like why do i have a master's no degree? it's so silly to me <laughs> it's a joke in every way but i have it and it's from northeastern so i guess i should appreciate shout out it. we're all huskies at heart some <laughs> double husky actually should we? <laughs> so you are proud at well, some point. It's a Sag thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, I told you. I see. You see, it's still here. It's like there. It is. <laughs> now, shall we talk about some regions? That's even though it's my favorite. Yeah, that is so fun. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let me grab my. What a beautiful list, list, honestly. Oh my god, it rules so many places. And good ones and too. good places. Yeah, I will say you. Tuscany, Australia, Provence, Spain, <laughs> Spain. Singapore, yeah. Naples, Italy. Sheffield and Nottingham, England, and of course Toledo, Ohio, <laughs> and New Jersey, which I thought was all funny. of New Jersey, <laughs> all of New Jersey. Nice. Honestly, now, that feels it, so it right. It actually rules everywhere in the USA east of the Mississippi River. Excuse me. Technically, oh wow. So it rules the USA east of the Mississippi River. It also rules Toronto, um, Kenya, Indiana. So some other oh South Africa. I don't think you mentioned Chile. Okay. Nice. Um, I think you said Singapore. Cameroon. Ooh. Saudi Arabia. Nice. Which I thought was really interesting. Um, like Yugoslavia, Hungary, Argentina, Bangladesh. Damn, a lot of places. Um, there's a couple places in Germany that it rules. Budapest, did you say that? No. Budapest. Wow, nice. Um, India. It rules India. Or does it rule India? No, Capricorn <laughs> rules India. I like Take it back. I take that one back. But um, no, going through my little book of rulership. So that's where I got the whole that Sag rules non-monogamy, which I thought was really funny. Um, it rules the... Oh, I'm just reading this. It rules the upper rooms and houses. The higher rooms. I'm sorry, like, like the, the second, upstairs. The, the second yeah, floor. Yeah, the second floor. Okay. Did you say Colonia, Italy? I didn't, no. I've never even heard of Colonia. Sounds beautiful. And Cologne, Germany as well. Oh. <laughs> It rules the butt. I meant to mention that Go earlier. On. It does. Our it rules butts, the butt. Human butts. Yep. It rules the lower back, the butt, blood. Wow. Okay. Brown hair. Brown hair. Okay. That's um. Nice. Other parts of the body: the sciatica. I saw that as well. The upper legs and thighs, the hips, the waistline. So it's like that whole area. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> 
we don't have the rights to the song. But. Right, right, right. So I won't. As far as the professions, I think I said this earlier, but like preachers, like religious leaders, oh. and teachers, philosophers. Okay, nice. Um, I have here law and legal, and I can't remember why they rule. Law and legal. Like, because they're not necessarily lawyers. But anyways, but they might work in a... Perhaps paralegals? Yeah, like they might work (laughs) in the field. It's not necessarily like lawyers, but they might work in that field. Like paralegals is a good one, because again, that's like the information seeker kind of in that role. Um. But they rule, like, religious places. Colleges are obviously all ruled by Sagittarius. Court trials are ruled by Sagittarius. So, again, that's where you get all the information um, of, you know, what happened in a situation. And tennis is ruled by Sagittarius. Wow. I watched King Richard last weekend, so that was on my mind. And your review? Quick review? What'd you think? Amazing. Cried multiple times throughout. Wow. Incredible. Um... Physical traits of Sagittarius are usually pretty tall. Interesting. And they kind of have, like, a curvy body. Mm. Yeah, they're, like, like the women are very, like, curvy and mm-hmm. voluptuous, kind of. Um, long legs, like, big hips, kind of. Um, big smiles. Yeah. They honestly they are, are bright like... bright Yeah, they are bright lights. Like, they, they really do have, like, a lot of... Because, again, that Jupiter ruling... Remember, Jupiter can never make a bad, like, transit in the sky. So... Sagittarius is a very blessed energy in that way because it's always being kind of positively impacted and um, as Jupiter is moving throughout the sky, as its ruler is moving throughout the sky. So they have that and they really can bring like such optimism and such positivity to people, especially when they really are like embodied, you know, like and another really cool thing and this goes true for especially Sagittarius moon is like they can always see like the opportunity or like that, that like a better day is coming or like, they're like, like, um, they can always just like see the vision of things as they're finished and, and in their full beauty. And, um, you know, if that makes sense, yeah. like I, 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 I'm kind of like jumbling my words here, but I think you guys get it. Like they can see the, the beautiful ending of things. Yeah. They, they just have the vision for it, especially Sag moons. So, you know, really tapping into that. If you are a Sag moon, Sag sun, if, if you're a Sag rising, you're definitely someone who is, you know, meant to be optimistic and bringing joy to people and, mm-hmm. and offering people. Fun. Yeah. Like a fun alternative or like alternatives to things that are just better and, and more grounded in um, information. But yeah, they are. They, they're here to bring so much like good to the world, for sure. For sure. And as evidenced by some of these famous... Oh, let's do famous. Brad Pitt, John Stewart, Scarlett Johansson, oh. Lucy Liu, Britney Spears, oh. Jane Fonda, Walt Disney. Oh my God. Tyra Banks. <laughs> Tyra. Tyra. I love that for her. She is such a Sag. And finally, the most Sag and the most sad... Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, she it, is super sad. But it sad. feels right. Like the body of like, it all. Such Tyra a too. Wow. Also, ba- like deep. vibe. Yeah. In Maryland. Uh, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like so smart. Oh, but, that's what I was just going to say. Like, yeah, like smart, but can like come off kind of like. using su- information. In the way they use information. Oh, yeah. She got, okay. <laughs> and we won't say anything that's alleged here on this podcast. <laughs> well, we won't. <laughs> just not today. <laughs> Now, what are some, like, tips for us for, for Sag, Sag season? season? Yeah. 
Good question. Thank you. Um, I would say like in the in true Sag fashion to like seek information, seek truth. The cool thing about this Sagittarius season in particular is that we've got eclipses, right? Okay. So we actually have the new moon coming this week and it's going to be an eclipse. And it's the last eclipse that we're going to have in Sagittarius for like 15 years, I oh, think. God. Yeah. And the first eclipse in Sagittarius of this cycle was, I want to say like June or July 2020. Okay. So think of this new moon, this eclipse time as kind of a culmination of things, especially around information, truth, um, understanding the way that you're understanding yourself, the way that you're kind of understanding things. Notice, you know, in the, in the eclipse, um, you know, vibe of it all, like what's coming to light, what's light up now that was dark before and what's, you know, dark now that was light before, that kind of thing. Like really pay attention and hone in on those things because, Whatever the message is that the universe is trying to give you, it's really trying to wrap something up for you right now. Mm. And so allow that to happen, you know, when we when we let ending, even though it's a new moon, so we're thinking about setting intentions, right? But set your intentions around being cosmically aligned. Set your intentions around your deeper understanding and philosophical understanding of the universe, the work you're here to do, kind of your path, your purpose. Really, um, you know, ground into the Jupiter energy of it all this season and like focus on the blessings that are coming to you. Yeah. And yeah, just like I think, like as with Sagittarius, like really just trying to stay open to the information, you know, try to use it for good, you know, and, and see how you can use this information for good in your life. But do notice where information is being brought back to you that's kind of like a stab or people are using things against you because those themes, wherever they are in your life, those are probably something that you've been working on since this eclipse cycle started. And again, like I said, the universe is really inviting us to end something here yeah. and let a cycle end. Let and, something go. And know, or, you know, know that like whatever is happening in this cycle, you won't necessarily get this much universal support for it for quite some time so use the opportunity yeah i love that yeah well thank you hey that's our episode for today thank you so much for tuning in please be sure to check back regularly for new episodes check out our website www.iandirosegarden.com for updates and any events happening here at the garden and be sure to follow us on instagram at i and i rose garden that's at symbol i a n d i r o s e g a r d e n talk to you guys soon